Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It is 5 o'clock on a Friday, which means it's happy hour with Bobby DePaul. Bobby DePaul joining us on the WGK Law Guest Hotline. And also courtesy of Bobby DePaul Charities and the Walking with Anthony Foundation. And Bobby D, as we always do, explain that song. Ravens coaches and players, along with their fans, have waited four years to get back into this position. It's time to get the groove on, take the next step, and it all starts tomorrow night in the bank. The CEO, Lamar Jackson, has driven the team since the start of the offseason, and it's now time to seize the moment by leading this team in city, showing us how we do it. The feeling is good, so let's talk some Ravens football. All right, brother. Well, C.J. Stroud's in his groove, and you told us preparing for week one that this kid was going to be a force in this league, and as usual, you were right. But he's grown since that game. They're slinging it around on early downs, uh, play action, deep shots, hitting stuff to Nico Collins, middle of the field, boundary. How big of a concern is this? You know, prior to week one and the start of the regular season, I spent a lot of time over the summer watching Houston's first-round draft pick, C.J. Stroud's college tape at Ohio State, you know, preparing for the season in the opener. In my opinion, I thought C.J. Stroud was the best player in the 2023 draft based off the tape that I saw. I mentioned in week one, I thought C.J. Stroud would have a great chance to win the Rookie Player of the Year award. We'll see how that goes. C.J. Stroud has met and exceeded my my expectations, that's for sure. Not only is he the top player from the 2023 draft, but he is also one of the top quarterbacks in the National Football League. You know, my day job, and we, you've heard me mention yep. it, working for Sumer Sports, you know, one of the top advanced analytics companies in the world. You know, I have to scout the AFC North and the AFC South, you know, division teams. You know, I graded C.J. Stroud as the top pocket quarterback in those two divisions this year. His ball placement accuracy is near perfect. Ball placement and deep ball touch are two important critical traits a NFL quarterback must have in order to be successful throwing the football from the pocket. C.J. Stroud was ranked third in the National Football League throwing the deep ball at the conclusion of the regular season. That's 25 yards or more down the field. He threw four touchdowns with zero interceptions and had a quarterback rating of 128. That other key statistic I mentioned is ball placement. Ball placement, if accurate, gives a receiver a chance to run with the ball after the catch and, you know, make plays Mm -hmm. with his feet. You know, one good way to measure ball placement accuracy is by tracking the yak. And you've heard me mention this before. 
That's yards after the catch, focusing on the receivers and the tight ends. C.J. Stroud ended the regular season ranked third in the National Football League in that key yak statistic averaging 5.4 yards after the catch. Those are two critical passing statistics, and he excelled. Not bad for a rookie, and it looks like a you know once-in-the-generation in the type pick for the Texans. In terms of the Texans and Stroud taking shots down the field off play action, I think any time you want to you know go deep, the best way to protect a quarterback is with maximum protection, and play action is the easiest way to do it. A couple of weeks ago against the Indianapolis Colts, zone coverage, my man uh, C.J. Stroud hit number 12, Nico Collins in the middle of the field on the very first play for a 75-yard touchdown, and that was the difference you know, in winning the AFC South Division Championship on the road. If you guys recall in week one, Stroud's very first NFL pass attempt of the regular season was completed to himself yeah. after being tipped yeah, right. by Ravens' Roquan Smith. This guy is determined to win and dangerous. Bobby D, you mentioned Nico Collins. Well, there's no Tank Dell, no Noah Brown. Do you sell out to stop Collins? And if Dalton Schultz does a lot of damage, then so be it. Not only have the Texans lost their speed receiver number three, Tank Dell, but they also just lost. Not a, pe- not a lot of people have talked about it. Is their fourth best receiver who replaced Dell, number 85, Noah Brown. The Texans are coming to Baltimore down their top, you know, top two of their top four receivers, you know. So the weapons Mike McDonald and the Ravens have to defense, you know, are, are very, you know, very thin from a personnel standpoint. Noah Brown is not a household name, but he was productive and he was a big body who had speed. They moved around and they, and, and you couldn't go to sleep on him. You know, that was back in, you know, back in November, uh, November. Noah Brown had two big back-to-back games, averaging around 165 yards per game. So he definitely showed up on that tape. That's a big loss for C.J. Stroud. I don't know if people have taken that into consideration. Noah Brown's replacement will be a combination of second-year player number eight, John Mechie, and uh, rookie six-round pick uh, Xavier Hutchinson out of Iowa State. John Mechie is more of a speed threat. You know, he's only caught 16 balls this year. But, you know, he started to gain a little confidence, especially in that last Browns wildcard game. Hutchinson has had a limited role, only catching eight balls, uh, you know, so far this year. But he's more of a short area possession receiver. He relies more on size rather than deep speed. Number 12, Nico Collins and veteran receiver. Number two, Robert Woods are the remaining two top guys. And they've had, you know, that's that's the bulk of their production. There's no doubt. When you look at the production of Collins, he's the top dog. If the Ravens can take him out, that has a real good chance to stop the big explosive plays. You know, tight end number 86, Dalton Schultz, you know, he's not a a big scene threat. You know, he doesn't have a big catch radius. He's got like a negative two, uh, you know, you've heard me mention it before, a wingspan differential, you know. And so I don't think you have to do anything special Mm -hmm. to cover him. So the Ravens will have that option to lean a safety over the top if they decide to roll the coverage towards Nico Collins. The coverage used is called zone 12, you know, number 12 for the jersey. You just roll with him wherever he lines up because they can obviously move him around. It's a three-deep coverage that does exactly that, you know, rolls either a corner or the safety, and, the, and, and what you try to do is deny the free release and reroute him. 
you know, one of the things that I noticed on tape was teams were allowing Collins to free release. Right. And when that big six foot four body gets rolling down the field, you know, he can, he can gain speed. He, when he's four, you know, he ran a four, four, five. So this guy can run. Yeah. I'd like to see the Ravens stick somebody in his face and slow him down. The Ravens have the talent with Kyle Hamilton to hold up on any tight end the Texans put on the field. Two deep man coverage is another option. You know, that's where you just press and play man underneath, and you got two safeties deep if you need to. You know, grass basketball in the NFL passing game is all about talent and matchups, and the Ravens have the advantage and ability to hold up across the board. That's good news for the Ravens. Ultimate football guy, you mentioned Kyle Hamilton. We know that he can be deployed all over the field, but you know this is a deriver. This is a derivation of the San Francisco offense here in Houston. We mentioned the, the the ball placement accuracy of the quarterback and the deep shots. With that in mind, do you think Hamilton becomes even more of a weapon, maybe deeper down the field? I'm kind of thinking about that early interception on Purdy and the way they move him around, maybe in some cover six looks. You know, when I went back and looked at week one, you know, uh, against Texas, I saw Raven safety number 14, Kyle Hamilton, playing the majority of his snaps on the back end with 29 at Darius Washington, who's, you know, kind of working mm-hmm. his way back, you know, playing in that nickel spot. So, uh, you know, if you recall, Marlon Humphreys was inactive yep. in week one, you know, because of his another injury that he had. And the Ravens had a lot of unknowns, you know, coming from preseason to the first week. You know, that, you know we didn't know much about Ronald Darby or Rockus Sim. You know, so I, I'm sure the thinking was to play Kyle Hamilton deep to help, you know, with deep coverage and limit any big plays. And it worked. Kyle Hamilton ended the game, though, with only three combined tackles. That's it. If you want game-changing plays, you need to get Kyle Hamilton down in the box so he can blitz and be more involved in pressuring the play-action pass and help that defend that horizontal, you know, smokescreen passing mm-hmm. game that they have. You know, you got to have guys that can tackle, okay? I'm anticipating the Texans trying to keep the Ravens' base defense on the field by deploying 21 personnel. That's one running back, one fullback, one tight end, and two receivers. Keeping the Ravens' base defense on the field naturally you know, keeps Hamilton at deep safety. The only way to get him down on the box is to play three deep coverage. The problem with three deep coverage is handling the deep play action passing attack. The strength of the Ravens defense, especially handling the deep ball, is in nickel personnel with Hamilton down on the box, Geno Stone and Marcus Williams playing the deep coverage. You know, I see Mike McDonald changing up with the nickel personnel to handle 21 personnel, getting Hamilton down in a box without playing three deep coverages. You see how that works? Uh-huh. You get Hamilton down in the box, but you still got the two deep safeties. It's going to be a chess match with personnel matchups and disguising coverages. One of the top running plays the Texans like is that same toss action that we saw Miami use, you know, mm. against they had, they had no boost start, and they still had uh, all those rushing yards. So I'm sure, you know, the fa- Shanahan family tree, right? I'm sure Bobby Slowick, the offensive coordinator, saw, you know, the success the Dolphins had running that simple toss play. So, I, you know, especially against the variations of too deep. All they do, the quarterback comes, he sees too deep, he runs the toss. They see the safety down, now they go to their play action or their uh, horizontal passing game. That's kind of how they do it, guys. Mm. Talking to Bobby DePaul, it's inside access here on the fan. Bobby D, should uh, Mike McDonald be prepared to throw in a little more cover zero than normal? You know, I really you know, have a lot of, of, of confidence in that defensive coaching staff for the Ravens. They'll be ready. 
I'm, I'm also anticipating the Texans using spread formations with that 21 personnel that I was just talking about, trying to get their best matchups out in space. In week one, the Ravens blitzed empty. That's a no-back spread formation, and it was really successful. And kind of caught, caught them off guard. The Texans were in a lot of third and extra long situations all day, and they had poor field position, you know, trying to run the ball in early downs. I think what we'll see is more passing from the Texans this time around, especially on first down against the Ravens' base defense. Bobby Sloak is going to try and lean on his quarterback to put the offense, you know, in more manageable third down situations. I'm talking, they were like third and 16, third and 12, I mean, crazy numbers. The Texans also like to use a lot of bunch formations to handle man coverage, to run those, you know, uh, pick and rub routes, especially against pressure looks. I guarantee the Texans will be more prepared this time around for the Ravens' zero-man blitz when they go empty. Mike McDonald has shown me throughout the season he has a great knack to change it up and anticipate what the opponent's going to do. And I'd look for him to show a lot of pressure looks pre-snap and then back out of there. It wouldn't shock me if he's dropping eight and rushing three. You know what I'm saying? Uh So, you know, what you want to do early in the game when you're a defensive coach is you want to get their audibles. Okay, and see where they go with the ball with uh, fake pressure packages. Why do you do that? Because in the second half, you want to already know what they're going to check to. You understand what I'm saying? There's always so much they can work on in preparation, especially they didn't have to buy week. Okay, so you go back to week one, Mike blitzed them 25 percent of the time, and it was all targeted towards those empty formations. So keep an eye on that. More with Ultimate Football Guy Bobby DePaul next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Here on the fan. 
Back with Ultimate Football Guy, Bobby DePaul. And let's look at the offense. Would you still rotate offensive tackles here? And could this be a week to take take shots out of two-man routes with more protection against a suspect secondary? You know, timing is everything in the NFL. When I watch the Texans defense, it's more about personnel than anything to me. The Texans are finally getting healthy on defense, and the players are starting to gain confidence because they are getting acclimated with first year. This guy's a first year head coach. A lot of people kind of just, you know, it's a long season, and you kind of forget, you know, he's a first year head coach. D'Amico Ryan, you know, in his scheme. You know, both edge rushers have been hurt, and they've been working their way back onto the field from injury. I mean, defensive rookie of the year candidate number 51, Will Anderson Jr., and number 52, Jonathan Grenard. These are edge rushers, guys, big time. Grenard, he's, you know, I just went through meetings and talked about him. He's going to get, you know, paid some big money. He's going to be a free agent in the offseason. So these guys are the real deal. In addition, the Texans claimed two more edge rushers off the waiver wire. You know, late in the year, they got Eagles' first, former first round pick, number 95, Derek Barnett, and number 41, Myjah Sanders, a third runner, you know, from the uh, Arizona Cardinals. Both. Both are also now starting to get acclimated to the system as well. Probably the biggest improvement is that linebacker with the improvement of Will linebacker, number 48, Christian Hare. You know, you saw him have a pick six last yeah. week, and, you know, uh, you know, you saw where uh, D'Amico Rhines was talking him into it on the sideline. Yeah. That was in the Browns game. Star cover corner, number 24, Derek Stanley Jr. He was just voted defensive player of the month to end the regular season. So that just gives you an idea of how well he's playing. The other corner, number 20, 21, Steven Nelson, you know, I hear all this, oh, they can't play the pass. Well, he just picked off a pass last week and ran it back also. Those two plays changed, you know, changed yeah. the outcome of the game, guys. That was all about a defense. I said it's the year of the defense, okay? We just saw it last week. Safety has been the big issue for these guys. You know, their free safety, number five, Jalen Petrie, he had injuries in the middle of the season. He's healthy again. And the Texans. Get this, signed veteran number 30, DeAndre Houston Carson. You know where he was the whole season? Here. He was on the Ravens practice squad, okay? Houston Carson, you know, he's made a really big difference, especially with stability and execution. Hopefully he hasn't given away too much information about the Ravens' defensive scheme and all the secrets, you know, over to Bobby Sloak and their offense, okay? Just keep that in mind. He's a little, you know, wild card in this situation. You know, I said this before. Stats do not take into consideration who is playing for them. You know, they're just taking the whole season and saying, here's who they are. But that's not what I see. I see names. I see people. Okay. Uh, You know, would I rotate the tackles? Only if they have to, because this game, the Ravens will need top talent to block these elite edge rushers to win the game. The best way to pass the football down the field, I mentioned it earlier, is is off play action with those two main routes. So I would agree, you know, with your assessment to take some shots, but I would do them on first down. Bobby D, uh, with the running game, is the heavier stuff with Gus Edwards the way to go? Now we're talking, guys. Okay, this is this is what I like. We're talking in the trenches. Okay, one of the biggest weaknesses. I found watching this tape and breaking down the Texan is when teams lined up in 11 personnel and ran power inside gap runs against the Texans. That's double teaming the defensive tackles and knocking their butts off the ball. Okay. That's playoff football. It's a good way to slow down defensive tackle. Who's have, you know, have number 98 Sheldon Rankins. Rankins, who's having a hell of a year, you know? Okay. So you got to be concerned about them. So get after them. The Colts, 
Okay, the Colts did it twice in both the games against the Texans. In week two, following the Ravens, the Colts averaged 5.5 yards per rushing attempt. And then in week 18, the Colts gashed the Texans for 227 yards, averaging 6.1 yards rushing you know, per attempt. You know, what's the old saying? You know, I'm half Italian. When in Rome, do what the Romans do, okay? The Colts played them twice in their division and showed the Ravens how to run the ball against Texas. So hopefully the Ravens coaches feel like I do and attack the middle. Back in week one, believe it or not, Gus the bus. He didn't have a lot of uh, opportunities. No. You know, they had Dobbins, and they were going to spread stuff, throwing to the wide receivers. You know, he didn't get a lot of opportunities, but he averaged four yards per rushing attempt, running those same inside runs. And I said this before, it's a copycat league. The Colts saw the inside gashes, okay, of, of Gus's boss, okay? Both teams, you know, both in both their games, but they stuck with it. Depth is the big problem inside a defensive tackle for the Texans, so the Ravens need to make them defend the run early and often and wear them out. Get their safeties to come down from that too deep look, play in the box, and then use the play action to attack the middle of the field. Your guy, Zay Flowers, had quite a debut against this team, and a lot's changed since then, and he was kind of more right bubble screens and underneath stuff, horizontal. Now we're seeing him show up more vertically. We know Lamar's a great point guard. He'll spread it wherever he sees the matchup, but could 1-800-Flowers be the number to call more often than not on Saturday, Bobby? Yeah, I'm thinking that 1-800-Flowers company needs to make a donation to my charity for all so the airtime we give these for free. So if there's anybody out there listening that has some contacts, hey, make that call and tell them that they, they better get some donations going to a good cause. You know, it is a good cause, the uh, Walking with Anthony Foundation. Saying that, 1-800-Flowers looked great on that week one tape uh-huh. when I watched it, went back and watched it. Those horizontal throws forced the secondary to tackle. And, it, and he made them miss a bunch of times. I mean, he looked a lot quicker than he does now. You know, obviously he's a rookie. The season wore him out a little bit, but hopefully that rest will help him. You know, forcing the Texans to defense the, and defend the whole field, both vertically and horizontally, will definitely keep the Texans, you know, off balance. And guessing, it's a great pressure beater. The good teams do it to the Ravens, right? And yes. it can wear down the defensive lineman because they have to sprint to the ball inside out. You know, and that's the only way to stop it with gang tackling. You know, you need that inside pursuit from those guys and the linebackers. You know, I also see an opportunity to get 1-800-Flowers matched up with their defensive safety down the field. If the Ravens motion the slot formation and the cornerbacks don't run with motion, they right. are playing their zone coverage concept. You guys heard me say this numerous times on the air this season you know, you know, uh, breaking down other teams. They anchor their cornerbacks versus slot formation in its zone coverage. If it's man coverage, they run with it, okay, because they want the right matchup. When teams play zone coverage against slot formations, they are susceptible to deep ball matchups with the defensive safeties trying to cover the slot receivers, like 1-800-Flowers. Number four, Zay Flowers should be a key guy this week. I'm pretty sure the Texans will use their star cover corner, number 24, Derek Stingley, you know, Jr. to shadow in coverage. He, uh, Flowers earned it, so he, you know, so that that's going to be a little interesting matchup. Uh-huh. Flowers versus Stingley Jr. Bobby D. Any other observations? Well, the one thing that I noticed back in Week One is that there was zero production from the tight ends. Okay, the, it was one ball caught 
by Isaiah Likely, and that was really off a, a little bootleg action, okay? I know Mark Andrews is not healthy enough to play this week yet, but you still got Isaiah Likely, mm-hmm. who plays a very similar role that he did in, in Charlie Kohler. So to me, I see Likely taking a bigger step in this game than as opposed to week one that gives the secondary, and especially and I mentioned that the weakness has been in, uh, with the safeties. We'll see if Car- uh, Houston Carson can hold up, but keep an eye on the tight end situation with Likely. Uh, the other thing that showed up, uh, and, and, and really for me, the one thing that I've learned over the years, you know, covering the NFL, being in the NFL, long, you know, we're talking late 80s, you have to be good everywhere to become a world champion. You know, I've been in that championship Super Bowl twice, won it once, lost it once, but I walked away thinking to myself, you know what? You got to be good everywhere. Even the water boy gets <laughs> tested, okay? Special teams guys can yeah. be – you know, can play a big role in big mm-hmm. games. The Texans ended the regular season as the top special teams unit in the National Football League. They have an excellent kicking game with directional punter number 11, Cameron Johnston, and an accurate field goal kicker with number 15, Kayami Fairbairn. The Texans also have the top cover guys in the National Football League with guys like number 57, Neville Hewitt, and number 20, uh, Kadar Holman. These guys need to be blocked, okay? If there was one issue that we had all year with uh-huh. the Ravens, it was kind of special teams, uh-huh. really inconsistent, which surprised us all, okay? But I'm sure they saw the tape I saw. Punt returner number 25, Desmond King the second. You know, he's sneaky good. And field position is hidden yardage. You know, that it must be contained. I'm sure the Colts are probably, if they hear my tape, will be going, yep. 16 yards here, 16 yards there. It adds up at the end of the game. So you can't take anything for granted. Okay, we want to talk about the Zebras. This week, the head referee is John Hussey. Born. Okay, born in Huntington Beach, California. Hussey, okay, he's, he, you know, this is a good guy. He's the CEO and co-founder of Cuddly. An animal welfare fundraiser. He sounds like a good guy to me. Okay, I, 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 you know, he lives on the beach. He sounds he like you, Bobby. Animals. The man brothers lives on the beach and takes care of animals. That's, Can't that's you. Yeah. the iguanas. <laughs> you know, in my breakdown, I noticed this crew. They like to start out in the first quarter with penalties. They want hmm. to get control of the game. Unnecessary roughness, offensive holding. Uh, defense alignment lined up in the neutral zone. Hey, they just want to let, let the, the players know they're there. Uh, for the most part, they let the guys play, okay? But unnecessary roughness, offensive holding, and lining up, uh, you know, on the, you know, not in the neutral zone is a big deal to them. But uh, I haven't seen them be too controversial, and they sound like good guys. Bobby, do you let the people know about the uh, Bobby DePaul Charities and the Walking with Anthony Foundation? You know, before I uh, leave those officials, over 81% home team win percentage, oh, guys. I mm, forgot to mention okay. that. So for the fans out there, that, nice. I want to end on a good note, okay? That's 81% win percentage for the home team, okay? All right. Hey, Bobby DePaul Charities is a proud supporter of the Walking with Anthony Foundation, a charity organization on a mission to provide help to kids who struggle from unexpected hardships. Together, this team is committed to giving back while helping deliver financial aid assistance or equipment to those in need. 
If you'd like to help me help some kids, please go online to www.walkingwithanthony.org and make a donation. Or if you want to go directly to my Venmo charity link, that's at Bobby DePaul Charities. You can make a donation straight to that. Thanks again in advance for all your support. Bobby D, you, you have brother. earned your happy hour. Thank you as always next week, for your right? time. We'll be doing this again next week Hopefully. for sure. Definitely. I think we got another three weeks here, guys. Ooh, so yeah, all week, right. Next week. But, you know, you got it one day one at a time, time. Yes, week sir. to week. Okay. Yes, Keep it simple. Should be uh, should be a real good game. Great quarterbacks going at it. Looking forward to it. Stay safe. And uh, it's time for happy hour. All right, Yes, brother. sir. Hey, coming up next here on the program is this Super Bowler bust for the Baltimore Ravens. We'll discuss next here on The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 